The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, we have the landlord of the House of Hardcore, the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talking about Monday Night Raw. And when you're talking about Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, what are you talking about? The White Rabbit. What does it mean? Where is this leading to? We talk about it on the podcast. Also, Tommy brings up the name The Undertaker. And I do LaGreca shh. Why? Because I want to see The Undertaker in one more match. His last match. We get into it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I was getting hammered, by the way, Tommy, on social media last night. And you know what? Sometimes you have a take, and sometimes that take is a bad take. And that's exactly my take from the show yesterday. We were talking about the White Rabbit. We'll continue to talk about the White Rabbit, because I went down that rabbit hole last night like everybody else did. And you know what? I threw out Edge, and obviously we saw the return of Edge in your main event last night. Um, but he is not the white rabbit as I predicted. And probably it's going to be Bray Wyatt. I'm almost at the point, Tommy, where I want to see Bray Wyatt come back. But I'm almost hoping it's not Bray Wyatt. Because I want it to be something so out of left field that it shocks everybody. Because I got to tell you, Tommy, I'm addicted to this trail of the white rabbit. I agree. And it's got everybody talking. I love the barcodes which we'll get into and i think uh the white rabbit's gonna be revealed in the land of extreme philadelphia extreme rules you know what it could be or it may go even longer than that i have a feeling tommy that this is gonna go long they gave the barcode last night they gave the video of a bunch of different wwe superstars and then 40701 that happens to be the zip code of Corbin, Kentucky. Now, there happens to be a White Rabbit Records in Corbin, Kentucky, and there's a YouTube channel for White Rabbit Records, which just happened to start yesterday. And then there's a 13-second video on that YouTube channel, which then gives the number 04062, which is the zip code of Wyndham, Maryland. 
So I don't, not Wyndham, Maryland, but it's Wyndham. I can't remember what state it was, but it was all I saw was the Wyndham, which automatically gets me to think of Bray Wyatt. What was that first coordinate again? It was from the barcode last night, 40701, which is the zip code for Corbin, Kentucky. Hmm. It's Wyndham, Maine, by the way. But if you reverse that zip code, it is the zip code for Yonkers, New York, Extreme Rules, Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. I just booked myself. (laughs) Tommy Dreamer is the White Rabbit. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? This is so unique, so different. It has everybody talking. White Rabbit was trending again last night at a time where you got obviously Raw and you have Monday Night Football. I think probably with the exception of the bloodline, it's the most talked about thing going in the WWE right now. It's new, it's fresh, and yes, it has everybody talking and has weird people like you plotting out all these things, pressing pause, looking at every clue, and really deep, deep dive into that. A lot of great research you did, though. Got to put you over for that. But I'm not just the only one. But I did. Like, I went to the website for White Rabbit Records. I went to the YouTube channel. And listen, I, I was doing it, and I'm like, maybe this is completely unrelated. Maybe it's just just a coincidence that, it's coincidence that there's a White Rabbit Records. And it's legit. They're really That is a thing, White Rabbit Records. But, like, the lengths that the WWE is going down for this it's so different. It's so unique. And this is something very un-WWE-like. I think that's why I like it so much. As you know, Tommy, especially with the WWE, everything's so over-the-top and polished. And you, we would complain on Monday night uh, about Monday Night Raw all the time that, man, they would just like insult the intelligence of the wrestling fan. This is right down the wrestling fan's alley. Like... Triple H, I think more than anybody else in that company, understands the hardcore pro wrestling fan and the new fan in 2022 with with smartphones, with social media, with YouTube. Um, I love it. I love the barcodes like we saw on SmackDown. And during a commercial break, the barcode shows. You know, last night it was when, you know... Um, it was during when uh, Dominic Mysterio was walking down that entrance ramp. Like, the barcode just flashed. Like, I mean, you really have to, A, pay attention. But also, Tommy, now, if you really want to figure out this puzzle and go down this road, you have to watch every single second of Raw and SmackDown, not only of programming, but during the commercial break. And because some of the coordinates are time-sensitive, you can't watch on your DVR. You have to actually watch in the time because if you're watching it, you know, a replay or if you're watching it on your DVR, it's not going to be synced to the correct time. So you have to be watching live in the moment. So this is great for programming. This is great for, you know, I'm sure the sponsors love this as well because you have to be tuned into the commercials. Like this is ingenious what's going on with this white rabbit. I agree. You hit on a lot of great points. You have to watch the television shows 
if you're going to get these clues. Do you remember the craze a while ago where everyone was trying to find these things on their phone? I think it was Pokemon. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was sure. some kind of Pokemon thing. I remember you like, had coordinates where you would go to the park and yep. you, you know, I'm like, what's we have I have we have actual real zombies. I thought that we were getting infested by zombies. Pokemon Go because people are like walking around and like like zombies in a park, but it's because of these coordinates they had to follow with this Pokemon Go. And another fascinating thing, David, is you're 50 and you're doing something new. Think about that. Who would have thunk it? But it is brilliant. It's brilliant marketing. It's brilliant uh, to take you down that. And and that is something definitely that uh, Bray Wyatt or Wyndham or The Fiend would make you do. And it is a great, great uh, marketing tool using every aspect because I mean, also they're getting your information when you probably, you know, use these scan codes as well as it's market specific for commercials. And another great thing that you said, it's happening during a commercial. It's happening during picture and picture. It's also happening during an entrance when not a lot of stuff is happening. So yes, it makes you have to watch if you want to continue to get these clues and go down that white rabbit hole. And, and and now I'm invested because people are posting pictures of a brand new WWF action figure with Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. and that's being sold at Walmart. So yesterday I happened to be in Walmart. So I went to the toy section and there is a new action figure of Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt is dressed almost like a magician. He has the cape and he has the the magician's cap on the top cat and i'm like man like i'm i'm being like your typical mark here like i'm looking at all these things and i'm like is this true could it be and i'm 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 completely invested in it tommy and i'm having fun while doing it again these are things that you need to take advantage of these are using the technology that we have in 2022 and the curiosity but the biggest thing is that when I talked about the WWE, and I just talked about it a little bit earlier in the show, Tommy, I always felt like Vince McMahon, and I'll I'll say it to the day I die, I felt Vince McMahon didn't love pro wrestling. I always felt like he hated pro wrestling. Whenever somebody said the word wrestling, he would just have this emotion, this, this, this look on his face. You know, I always refer back to the interview that Stone Cold Steve Austin did with Vince McMahon on Broken Skull Sessions. And when Stone Cold mentioned pro wrestling, he just had this, Vince McMahon had this look of disgust on his face. And I always felt like Vince McMahon insulted the intelligence of the wrestling fan. That's not the case with Triple H. And because, you know, Tommy, you and I know from hosting this show every day for three hours, wrestling fans are the most diehard fans that there is. They consume everything. They want to know everything. That's why we have the dirt sheets. Is that because wrestling fans need to know everything that's going on in this sport that they love. This typical storyline feeds into that because everybody was talking about it on social media. Tommy, even more so than what was going on on their TV screen last night. Yeah, uh, to to talk the Vince thing, I disagree with that. I think, number one, that was a big almost like a, 
trigger word, especially used during the Monday Night Wars. Um, I've had conversations with Vince about professional wrestling, and I don't think he hates it. But then if you think about the other time, Dave, and I'll just talk about my own specific, like House of Hardcore or even uh, the original ECW, which I loved. But there's at times something when you love it so much, but things and, and situations make you at times like, ugh. And I always say, like, when people ask me about, uh, I want to get into wrestling and I say, please always be a fan because you're seeing different aspects of it in the Vince side of things in light of everything. And this is, I'm talking when I work there, like you have every single person's issues and problems being addressed and coming. Cause you're also running a business. So it, it, it does take, like, I hated, can I, and I still do. Can I have five minutes of your time? because it's never five minutes and it's normally about something, whether it's a push, whether it's a this or a that. And it just, man, it brings you down. Or I mean, even now, like, or owning a company or running a company, it's, I mean, think about, there's literally podcasts about stuff that Vince McMahon uh, does or did. And I'm not talking about any of the the stuff, you know, why he stepped down. I'm talking about like people talking about conversations. It's what I'm doing. I'm talking about a conversation yeah. and every single thing that you do gets scrutinized, even when it's your business. So, I mean, I could see that part of it, but no, I mean, I know uh, who his favorite wrestler was. I mean, we've, we've talked about other wrestlers. We had a conversation about Swede Hansen um, and, you know, or talking about uh, this was Big Daddy V and talking about Abdul the Butcher and just all different stuff like that. So I, I disagree with that assessment, but I do agree with um, everything else you're saying um, because of just, uh, trust me, if you have, you created this show and you have a lot of times uh, some issues with this show, but if you're employing, I don't know, two to 300 people and everyone get, has to come to you because at the end of the day, it's also serious stuff, not just yours. So it's, yeah. that's a whole other white rabbit hole we could go into another day. Um, but I do feel triple H or whoever has come up with this. And I, and I also, the greatest creative force normally is the talent. And everyone talks about how creative Bray Wyatt is. If you fully invest in something and like you have somebody who's creative and you work along something or someone who is in creative that is also creative, man, it's a beautiful thing. That's why myself bully and a lot of people went through that originally CW. We talk about it because, and hold it with so, such high revere because we had, we were able to do it in the ring as well as we had creative input. And we also had Paul helping with the creativity. It's a great mix. Yeah. And I, and I love the fact that he's in charge right now, and I think we're seeing the effects of it. All right, Tommy, I want to talk more about the White Rabbit. The calls are coming in, 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT-93. Uh, who could this White Rabbit be? Obviously, a lot of people are saying Bray Wyatt. Actually, a couple other names are popping up as well. It's going to be interesting to see who this is going to be. And as Tommy just said, when are we going to find out? Is it going to be at Extreme Rules that's coming up next weekend. Is it going to go even longer than that? Hell, we thought it was going to be last week during SmackDown. Obviously didn't happen. Didn't happen on Raw last night either. 
We know that we're going to get war games at Survivor Series this year. And Triple H has said publicly that it's going to be storyline driven. First thought is bloodline, but maybe it's something with the Judgment Day. This is now the second person who's uh, thrown in Karrion Cross and Dexter Loomis into a Bray Wyatt, uh, I guess, faction. I don't know why people want to. When the best part for you to be put in a faction is when there's not a whole lot of stuff going on with you, or you debut as a faction, like Bailey with her faction. If you're like, there's so many stories to be told with Karrion Cross because a lot of times in these factions, what happens? Talent, I don't want to say get lost, but like if we look at evolution, we had the established Triple H, and this was also for to help get Randy and Batista over with Ric Flair. Um, there would be nothing ever like the four horsemen, but then what did the four horsemen become? Like, okay, let's get Ole out to help build this guy, Lex Luger. And Loomis and Karrion Cross don't need to be built. Bray Wyatt coming back, if he came back with a different, he's such a polarizing figure. He just by himself at first, throwing him into a war games or all stuff. Yes, that's going to be amazing. But when you have the WWE or if you have something like a Survivor Series, you they would put people together that are super duper established. If he comes back with whoever he comes back with, like that's like a mega powers thing. Not with, and this is just my opinion. And I, and I, but you also sometimes got to see the business because if you lump everyone together, then you sometimes either lose people. And I think Dexter Loomis is doing a great job by himself. And so is Karrion Cross. Agreed. I, I don't think it's going to involve Dexter Loomis and Karrion Cross. And Dexter Loomis has got a feud and a storyline going on with the Miz right now. And Karrion Cross is in a, a main event caliber feud. Like, like you said, you don't need to build him up. You know, he's going up against Drew McIntyre at Extreme Rules. So you know, he doesn't need it. I, I'll tell you who needs it, Tommy, is the Judgment Day. Like, yes, it's really cool what Rhea Ripley is doing with Dominic. And we talk about it each and every Tuesday here on Busted Open, and I'm digging it. But, man, if you look at the Judgment Day, and and last night was another example of it, Tommy. All they do is lose. So, you know, last night you have Damian Priest losing to Riddle. And listen, Riddle had, like, to worry about every other member of Judgment Day outside that ring. He still won the match. And then you have Edge come back. So on top of that, not only is Judgment Day consistently losing, but then Edge is now back, and he wants revenge on the Judgment Day. The Judgment Day needs something. They have to fill this void. Like, I, I love Damian Priest. I love Finn Balor. But, listen, it's not like they're horrifying the rest of the roster here in the WWE. I, I kind of feel like whatever or whoever this white rabbit is, I think it should be attached to the Judgment Day. If you bring in a new leader, though, and, you know, Finn is probably one of the first Triple H guys. Mm -hmm. If you bring in a new leader, it kind of leaves Finn out to dry. And then to what? To turn him babyface against the thing or just to make him. You can't go from the lead, the leader to the guy now listening to somebody else. 
But I don't. Uh, even, but I don't really look as Finn Balor as the leader. Like I don't think. I think right now they don't have a leader. They don't really have somebody that's in charge. Plus, we're getting Edge and Finn Balor in an I Quit match at Extreme Rules. Do you really think Edge is going to say I Quit at Extreme Rules against Finn Balor? I I, I don't think that's going to. Maybe that's another thing to make you lead you to believe that we're going to get the White Rabbit at Extreme Rules. Because if Edge beats Finn Balor at Extreme Rules, I'm sorry, but the Judgment Day is done. They need somebody to be their leader, to guide them. Because I think right now they're really not doing the job that they set out to do. Can I give you an example, David? Go ahead. They're a dark group, blah, blah, blah. If it was The Undertaker, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But The Undertaker is such a big, larger-than-life figure. It's not like when he had uh, the, was it, Something of Darkness. What was that group called? Um, the Ministry. When he had the Ministry of Darkness. He was that leader, but that was an early layer of The Undertaker. Bray Wyatt, if it is Bray Wyatt coming back, that is something. Um and I just feel he's too big for the, a group. If we're talking about possible leaders, just, just like I said, man, you and I went on the discussion. We feel there's maybe, I feel the one person who could beat Roman Reigns is in NXT right now. And that's Braun Breaker. I look at like, few, who's the person to dethrone him. And like, I was like, I don't think the person's there. You said you did think the person's there. Who would be the best leader for the judgment day? And also remember that any great heel can keep their heat. Any great group can keep their heat. I would love for somebody, and I know the nation will do it. How many matches did the horsemen lose when they were together as the horsemen? So I disagree with, you know, wins and losses in that regard. You can heat them up in a second. If you think about how good when you're heating somebody up, think of the reaction when Edge came back for his return. You took somebody away. They just whacked out uh, Rey Mysterio as well. It's uh, Listen, uh, Edge has that I quit match at Extreme Rules. That's major. Listen, I, I, listen you, the White Rabbit, I would think whoever that White Rabbit is is going to be instantly over. Like the crowd is anticipating it. So do you want that to be a heel? Because I would figure that the crowd's going to react positively by whoever this white rabbit is, right? If you're having some, if you're having your fans chase them down for weeks and weeks, when they finally do get that reveal, there's probably going to be a loud pop for whoever that is. I I joked about the Yonkers zip code, even though it really is. I would not want that because I feel it would be a letdown. There had, this has to be somebody massive because we joked about it yesterday, about the gobbledygooker. Yeah. This has those ramifications because they're building this up. Building This has to be somebody. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors. No prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. 
With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. This is it. The Hall of Famer. The greatest character in the history of our business. A man that sacrificed so much for this industry that he loves. Had the undefeated WrestleMania streak that never should have ended. And then went to Brock Lesnar. Where's Brock right now? Exactly. This man needs... To go out in front of a stadium full of people. This man needs to have that one last match. To put over that next person. That's going to lead us into the next generation. For the WWE. What way to close the door. On the Vince McMahon era. Than Vince McMahon's greatest creation of all time. The Undertaker. One last match. And for all those people that are going to go on social media and say, fuck you, LaGreca, he's done, fuck you, is what I say in response. Because that man deserves it more than any other performer in the history of our business is The Undertaker. What he has given up physically, mentally, for the world of the WWE. We've just seen Ric Flair have his last match. At the age of 70. Blah, blah, blah. I was just going to say, what if it was announced as the Undertaker's last ever match? It That's would be. Tommy, it would be, it would right? It out. would be his last ever match, right? And they could, it's so far, they got all those screens. They could actually do my idea pitched in WWE Creative when I was there for the hologram of Paul Bearer. About time we get a hologram. And no, I, I don't want to hear about like, you know, the clashes that's in Saudi and all that stuff. No, it needs to happen at a major event for the WWE like WrestleMania. Think of the business Ric Flair's thing just did. Say and and, and Undertaker's what, 20 years younger than, than Ric Flair. Even with all this said, David. Andre, also, do you have uh, Dave's weird breathing when I pitch that thing? Do you have that? I'm grabbing it now, Tommy. Okay. Let me know when you have it. You um, Undertaker, wait, hold on, Tommy. Don't give me this moment, all right? The Undertaker shows up. He's in the ring. He gets down on one knee. The handcuff. Blah! One final match 
One last match for The Undertaker. It shouldn't be a cinematic match. That's not the way The Undertaker should go out. He should be doing it in front of 75,000 people at WrestleMania. Night number one, Undertaker's last match ever. Night number two, Rock and Roman. Tommy, that could be the greatest WrestleMania of all time right there. Sell out. You're welcome, Triple H. You're welcome for the suggestion. If Triple H is listening, and I know he does, take our suggestion. Not my suggestion, Tommy Dreamer's suggestion, The Undertaker. And I don't want to hear about anybody being pissed off. I'm not saying that Bray Wyatt can't come back. Let's bring Bray Wyatt back. But let's bring back The Undertaker for one last match. On one knee, the handcuff in front of the WrestleMania sign. Undertaker's matches at WrestleMania were bigger than the championship matches. Streak should never have been broken. Right the wrong of that streak being broken. Right the wrong. You wronged the man. Brock Lesnar did not need to beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. You fucked up. Now's your time to right the wrong. Undertaker, one knee, handcuffed, tongue out. WrestleMania in L.A. Book it. Book it. And with all those movie magic you could do, Dave, on that screen, you could show every different version of The Undertaker, and then they all morph together. And then out walks uh, hologram Paul Bearer. Then out walks Kane. And they both stand opposite side. And then here comes the last ride of The Undertaker. The last ride of The Undertaker. It's it. That's it. The the book of The Undertaker is now closed. The way it should have been in front of 75,000 fans. I don't think... This is what I was also talking about with Randy Orton. He does not need to be the White Rabbit. Because he's The Undertaker and already that established and just coming back and doing something like that. I would probably... Seriously, I would do that at the Royal Rumble. You know what? No, you do it at Survivor Series. Because where did their Undertaker debut? Survivor Series. Uh, What's coming up in November? Survivor Series. All right, uh, Andre, can you play Dave's breathing when I pitch that? This is the weirdness I have to deal with, ladies and gentlemen. And in 2023, it's going to be my last ride. (sighs) Breathing heavy, hyperventilating at, at the thought of the Undertaker having one oh, last match. Dear Lord. It the, listen, we talk about the greats of all time, the Hall of Famers, the guys who rewrote the books, Tommy. Yes. John Elway. How did John Elway go out, Tommy? I don't know. Loss. No, he won a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl, Tommy. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Tom Brady, multiple Super Bowls could have retired. Didn't. But he just because he wants one more. Have the Undertaker have that moment. He didn't. Think about it. The anniversary thing was at the performance center in front of no fans. His last WrestleMania match was against AJ Styles in a cinematic match. 
Also, with the gallows and innocent, aren't even with the company anymore. I can't go back and watch that. It's a depressing WrestleMania. It's sad. No fans, pandemic. Ugh. He deserves that one last moment, that last entrance, him going down that aisle. Druids. I love what Tommy said. The hologram of the different formations of different undertakers throughout the years. The hologram of Paul Bearer. Oh, my God. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. You don't think he deserves it? Every person that goes on social media or anybody that calls in and says, poo poo, LaGreca, you're going to hell. You're gonna have you're gonna go to the pearly gates when your time comes, and Jesus will be there, or any God that you believe in, and he's gonna remember that you said these remarks about the Undertaker. Straight to hell you go. Straight to hell you go. Because you're a wrestling fan and you need to respect this man. He's the greatest character in the history of our sport. You're going to go to those pearly gates and God's going to say, you know what? You call yourself a wrestling fan and you poo-pooed LaGreca's idea. Straight to hell. You go to hell. Rest in peace in hell, you bastard. That's what God's going to say to you. So you have to believe in the power of pro wrestling. The magic that's presented to you in pro wrestling. This isn't the NFL. Franco Harris can't go onto the field. Joe Montana can't go onto the field. Lawrence Taylor can't go onto the field. But Undertaker can enter a ring. It's the beauty of this sport, people. Believe in the magic of pro wrestling. It's there for you as a fan. Embrace it. And as Triple H knows, because he said it, but he's also lived it, anything is possible in the WWE. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.